Really fun interview with former PGA Tour player Charlie Reimer. We catch up with him and discuss all things Myrtle Beach, including his love for fishing and even his role as an underwear model. We had a lot of fun with this. Hey everyone, thanks for joining the Gimme Golf Podcast. I am your host, Meredith Kirk, and today in our studio, we have a very special guest, Charlie Reimer. You guys know him from the Golf Channel. Well, we're so fortunate that he's with us today, and he is the spokesperson for Play Golf Myrtle Beach. Charlie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Meredith, don't you all have the little thing where you can hit like the button and it's like the, yeah, <laughs> yes. I don't get any the of that. Effects? No, we're gonna yeah. add them in later. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, great to uh, hang out with you as always, and, and uh, uh, it's, uh, I guess, you've lived here. How long have you been here in Myrtle Beach? Nine, ten years? Oh. <laughs> No, it's longer than that, right? Longer than that. Since high school, I moved here to play okay, golf. Okay, since high school. Yeah, so I've been, because you went to school coastal and all that, but mm-hmm. I've been a full-time resident here for a little over a year now. And uh, th- this is my first winter. We, they call it winter down here because, you know, sometimes it gets to like 55 degrees. Right. But, but uh, having moved here from Orlando for the last 11 years, but uh, and I've been visiting and coming here a lot since I was a kid, but... Uh, having lived here for a full year, I can tell you I absolutely love it, and and uh, it, it's a wonderful place to live. And mm-hmm. and I knew a lot about the golf, but I've discovered a lot more away from the golf course, in particular out on the water. Sometimes I'll get in a float boat and cruise up and down the intercoastal, which behind my house is a Waccamaw River, and it's just. It's spectacular here. We're, we're thrilled to be in the Myrtle Beach area. Yeah, well, that was actually my first question. Like, what are some of the activities that you like to do outside of golf? You like the river. Um, tell me a little bit about fishing. I did see a video of you fishing. Well, so so there's fishing, and then there's fish catching. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a lot better at the fishing than the actual fish catching. Uh, so I, I got all the equipment, the gear, and everything. I, I look good. I'm, I'm like the... The person who decides they want to play golf and they go to the PGA Tour Superstore and they drop about five grand on the gear <laughs> and the apparel and everything and they look good going from the, you know, the parking lot to the first tee, but on the first tee, it's not so good. That's that's the way I'm with fishing, but I'm gonna get a little bit better. Um, here in Merle's Inlet, <clears throat> it's the name of our our uh, area. That's a, the the part that I live in here and and. Uh, it's actually a, a Merle's Inlet, not too far from where we are here at TPC Myrtle Beach, and and uh, it's a wonderful body of water, and um, mm-hmm. it's it's throughout the years has been one of the best spots on the whole East Coast for for redfish and flounder. Flounder, and, and actually, trout. I flounder fish out there. Oh man, they say there's a lot of them out there, yes. and I've seen people catch them, but mm-hmm. I hadn't actually caught many of them myself. Oh well, I've taken my boys out there, and they're really good at catching flounder. But you know, I think the flounder has to be about what about 15 inches to be able to bring it in yeah. in length. But uh, we have caught flounder that we were able to take home. Uh, we went flounder fishing uh, last year and we brought home probably 10, 11 mm. flounders and Fresh and, and we were frying it that night and my boys are like, you're the best mama ever that <laughs> <laughs> took them fishing. <laughs> well, we, we, my boys are, are, one of them's finished with college, the other one's finishing up and my boys now are two golden retrievers and uh, Buzz and Gunner and uh, they'll get out with us on the water and uh, Do they ever jump off the boat and go swim? You know what they do we don't let them do it on the saltwater side you yeah. know because I don't know it'd be you know we got a few sharks around in the That's in areas true. where you fish but uh, 
Uh, we'll find a place uh, on, on the river off the Waccamaw. There's a few places where there's some bluffs and some mm -hmm. sandy beaches, and, and we'll put the boat in there and uh, let them go to town. Right. And uh, they, they love it. They love being in the water. Oh, that's cool. Do you ever see gators out there on the river? Yeah. Do you ever get nervous about that a yeah, little bit? Yeah, we, we get a little nervous about that. But, uh, uh, you know, it's funny. I've see, I see a lot of gators, but I never see them move. And, yeah. <laughs> and so, so it's funny, like, the, that our friends from up north that come down and play golf, this is a time of year where you see a lot of gators because they're they're going to get out on a cool day. They're going to get out on a sandy beach and and get in the sun That's to try right. to warm up. You don't see them in the summer because they're back in the swamps. And and when you see them on the golf courses, um, then they don't they don't move and people they they look fake. Yeah. You know, so a lot do. of times you'll see a big gator laying on a golf course and there's like ten golf balls around. These people <laughs> throwing a ball at them and trying to get them to move. I hope they're not going over there and trying to get their picture taken on because they, they, if you see a gator on a golf course is not a fake gator no no that's right yeah you yeah, just leave them alone and, and some of them <laughs> some of them get pretty big yeah that's why we have the zoom ops option on camera <laughs> <laughs> yeah right all right i want to talk a little bit about your golf game are you still considering playing the champions tour events my golf game's a little like my fishing mm -hmm. uh you know i look pretty good but can't <laughs> <laughs> can't can't bring it to the to the course now I, what's funny is um as i was sneaking up on 50 i decided that even though I was doing about 240 live shows a year that were had me getting up at 3:10 a.m., uh, that's right. There's two 3:10s, folks, uh, and and uh, that I could uh, practice some after doing my show in the morning and and get sharp enough to get out and play some decent golf and. And uh, I, my intention was, as I was sneaking up on 50, to play some tournaments, mm -hmm. uh, play some PGA section tournaments. I'm fortunate to be a member of the PGA of America, maybe some mini tour events. And my schedule just wouldn't allow that to happen. So I went from um, just hitting some balls after work and playing nine holes every now and then to uh, – playing in a handful of events on the PGA Tour Champions, um, and uh, it didn't work out really well. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. My, my golf game, uh, it, just, it just wasn't ready. And uh, but, I, but I did a lot of work, and what, what's interesting is, is, is uh, sort of been two seasons ago, I played a decent amount, and, and um, after that, my game finally started getting a little bit better. So I go out and I play now, and I, I wish I could play a few events now. In fact, right. I might try to try to slide in one or two. But uh, um, the putt, the putting, putting had never been a problem for me, and I actually got where I was hitting the ball okay. But I couldn't putt it in a swimming pool from five feet away, and and about oh I don't know about four or five months ago I had a little thought I said I'm gonna try that, and all of a sudden boom I'm putting great now. Back. Yeah, it was just one little thought, you know. I've been pulling all my putts, uh -huh. so right to left putt, I'd get over five five foot or right to left, you know, it's maybe gonna break six inches and I couldn't start it far enough right and so I was terrified of all my right, right to left putts and uh, and finally I thought well maybe I'll just put it back in my stance a little bit so I moved it back about three or four inches and now the ball goes right where I'm looking wow. and so putting is fun again I just wish I'd had that thought yeah. a little bit earlier I'm not right. saying I'd have been competitive right on PGA Tour Champions but I'd have had a few pretty decent scores I think wow well let's talk a little bit about the riding right the riding with rhymer series I got to get that there's a lot of r's in there it's not <laughs> it's riding you're leaving you're, you're adding a g it's riding riding <laughs> that's right we're, in the, we're in the south riding with rhymer series who was your favorite guest? Oh, well, who's your favorite child? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a favorite. Right. I, I don't love either. You love them all, that's don't you? That's a good you? answer. Yeah. <laughs> so the same people ask me, um, 
Who's who's your what's your favorite golf course here in Myrtle Beach? Oh, that well, was my next question. Right, right. So I'm you know I'm fortunate fortunate enough to to represent a big chunk of them and and do promotional work for a big chunk of them. But uh, the the riding with Rhymer series was um, it was it was really a lot of fun. Uh, our, our partner there who uh, paid a big chunk of the bill, our friends at Founders Group International, and and uh, allowed us to do that series. And and I got some uh, friends over at Club Car to send a really cool vehicle over and we got that sucker decked up and got some gopros <laughs> in there and we got our you know drones flying around That's and awesome. and in golf over the years i've been fortunate to make a lot of friends that are that are celebrities and so so we had uh, 12 either golf pros or celebrities come in and we'd go to go to a golf course and and um play a little bit mostly talk i'm better talking than i am playing and <laughs> and uh, but it was some interesting folks um Mark Bryan from Hooting the Blowfish has uh, gotten to be a good buddy over the years. And Hooting the Blowfish last year had, uh, I think, he, probably the hottest tour uh, out. And and wow. uh, they sold nearly a mil- million tickets last oh, yeah. year, sort of a reunion tour. And Mark is, uh, and, and I hope it came across in our episode, I think it did, but Mark's a rock star. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a lead guitarist for Hooting the Blowfish. <laughs> But he's just a guy, right. and he's a really cool guy, yeah. and he doesn't play up the whole rock star mm-hmm. thing. And and uh, so when he came up and we shot that episode, uh, it j- just a lot of fun to, to hang out with him. That's and cool. and uh, the the uh, the other person that um, uh, on the musician side uh, that I've gotten to know over the years is a big teddy bear of a man by the name of Dan Tymensky. And people, you say that name, you know, who, who's Dan Tymensky? But there was a George Clooney movie called Oh Brother, uh, Where Art Thou? I remember and that. The Bluegrass movie, and the, and the title <laughs> cut from that from that uh, movie was uh, A Man of Constant Sorrow, the Bluegrass song. Uh-huh. And of course, you watch a movie, it looked like George Clooney sang it. Now, right. George, George Clooney's a pretty man, but he can't sing like Dan Tymensky. <laughs> that was Dan Tymensky singing. And and uh, loves golf. Uh, he's been with Allison Krauss for years. Dan Tominski's got 14 Grammy awards. Wow! And there are not many people. I'd have to look it up. There's not many people that have got 14 or more Grammy awards. Wow, that's incredible. And but just a sweetheart of a guy. And uh, so those are a couple of a couple of my favorites. And uh, uh, the the episode with John Daly that we shot here at TPC Myrtle Beach. I don't believe that's been released yet. Yeah. That's going to be a good one mm-hmm. too. Um, and and I asked John questions that he doesn't get. And and I've known John a long time, and and uh, the thing the thing that frustrates me is every time John Daly does something uh, on the negative side, and there's been a lot, and he'll tell you that, and he gets beat up. Everybody throws darts at him and shoots arrows at him, but he's done a lot of good things too. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, I ask him how it feels to always get picked on, right. you know, by the media. And then and then I said, let's talk about some of the some of the good things that you've done. I, I saw him one time win a golf tournament uh, that was benefiting a um, children's home. And this was before John Daly was John Daly. Mm-hmm. He gave the entire winner's check to a children's home. Wow. And, and nobody ever talks about things like that, things he does with Make-A-Wish, mm-hmm. uh, some other things. So John Daly, he's, uh, first off, he's a lot smarter mm-hmm. than people think he is. He's not real smart, but he's a lot smarter than yeah. people think he is. Right, but right. no, he, he really, he's a bright guy. And, and uh he'll tell you right up that he's he's made a lot of double bogeys he's done a lot of dumb things 
and and but he doesn't get credit for a lot of the good things he's done too right. so we got into that a little bit so i was real proud of that episode and i think john will like it when he sees it yeah i look forward to seeing that you know it's interesting sometimes the media can just typecast people put them in these boxes and create this narrative about who they are when when they're not highlighting all the other dimensions about a person it's kind of sad and you know we see that not just with golf but in other sports and just in in media in general Mm. Um, but that's good that you're bringing out that because I think there's um, a lot of golfers that do a lot of good and they do get typecast and kind of you know, those things are not highlighted, so. Yep. No, it's it's complicated, and a lot of people don't realize, you know, they see golfers out playing, <clears throat> and uh, it looks like a video game, and mm-hmm. and you, you forget that uh, we, we get in analytics, you know, this person, you know, 72% of the time does blah, 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 but you, you, you forget that these aren't robots it's not a video game they're humans you know and they they might have gotten a fight with their wife this morning or they might have a kid that's sick or they might have you know something going on in their life that they can't control or they might have done something dumb themselves that's impacting the way they play golf and it's hard to go out and play golf because it's not like you can hand the ball to somebody else exactly it's about you 100 percent all the time you physically might not be feeling good emotionally you might be in a bad place there's a lot of reasons you might play bad golf mm-hmm. but nobody wants to hear about that they right. don't really understand it's like a robot oh they make money they fly on private jets yeah they do all that but there's a lot of bad stuff they deal with too right you know there's a saying you know to whom much is given much is required mm-hmm. and you know you know all of these guys have worked hard and ladies they've been given a lot but really it's a lot of responsibility to um, not just handle fame and you know being kind of put on a pedestal but you know, it's a lot, you know, financially managing money, trusting the people around you that they have your best interest at heart. It's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, and things go wrong. And things go wrong right. sometimes. So true. And, and the other thing that people don't talk about is um, in golf, let's say you play 30 tournaments a year. That's, that's a pretty, that's a really full schedule. But let's say you play 30 tournaments a year and let's say you win two tournaments a year. Um, You've gotten beaten 28 times a year. But if you do just that, that's and you do it for 15 years, that's a Hall of Fame career. Right. And and pretty much any other sport you play, you you get a lot more positive reinforcement than golf. If you're a football player, right. You you on any given night you could win, you could lose. You know, you're going to be 500. 500 might not be a great year, but you've won half the time. Exactly. In golf, you might go five or six years without winning. Right. So you got to deal with a lot of defeat. Mm-hmm. And and so in the media, they want to point out the bad things. If you're a golf professional, a uh, touring golf professional, you got to find the positives in a, in a losing performance. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to do. Right. Uh, you, you pull it off a lot of times, but sometimes it, the grind just gets to you. And that's what causes a lot of the exhaustion that people talk about. And it's and it's it's mental exhaustion. It's emotional exhaustion. It's dealing with getting your butt handed to you right. by the golf course and the people that, that you're competing against. And you, you just don't get things to line up right. all the time. And people ask me, they're like, do you miss playing golf? I'm like... Well, I missed the, you know, maybe two weeks a year that yeah. I played well, <laughs> yeah. but the other time, no, I don't miss that at all. Exactly. And, and, uh, but it, it's, it, there's more, it's just more to it than what people think or what it mm-hmm. appears if you're a fan of the game, just watching it on TV. Right. Well, uh, being, you know, a media journalist and, and personality on the golf channel, 
um, with given with what you just said, do you feel that you were an asset in highlighting the great things about players? Because media can be tough. Um, you know, I'm sure the players are watching at times the, the Golf Channel and other media outlets of what they're saying, these narratives and highlighting only the best and maybe saying, hey, you know, this guy hasn't won in forever. What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. You know. Do you think that they feel pressure or, or some of the players avoid interviews because of that? You know what I'm trying to say? It's Yeah, they get a little frustrated. Yeah. Um, and, and so the thing is, is, is yeah, listen, I didn't play the PGA Tour long. I played it just long enough to say I was a former PGA Tour player. But, but I played it long enough to learn a, a decent amount about the game. But, but also on the media side, I've learned a lot about my, my colleagues that are, that are writers, that are broadcasters. And, and, and I always tried to come at being a member of the media from, from a playing side. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, I, I'll give you an example of, of how that's different. The, the issue of slow playing golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have a lot of colleagues on the media side that would get on their high horse and you know, slow play is horrible, such and such player is hurting the growth of the game. Uh, it's bad for golf because when we go out and play on a Saturday, we play slower because this guy plays slow. And I said, okay, so let me look at it from a player standpoint. You've got these rules that, that regulate slow playing golf. They're horrible rules. I agree with that. But if you and I are competing, you're, you're a touring professional, I'm a touring professional, and we're competing for a big chunk of a $10 million purse, and you're a fast player, and I'm a slow player, and me playing slow is within the rules, but it bothers you. That's not my fault. Right. I'm within the rules. Exactly. You have to deal with it. And, and they're trying to get this, the media side, well, why don't they, they slow down? People think they're a jerk. You know, I don't go, go tee it up in a tournament wanting to make friends. Right. I, I got a family at home. It's, I go right. to play professional golf mm-hmm. to put meat in the damn pot. <laughs> that's right. right. Now, I'm going to do that within the rules. Mm-hmm. But if I can do something that helps me play better mm-hmm. and it hurts you and it's in the rules, why am I going to change? Now, if you want to argue about changing the rules, that's fine, and that, and that's a good conversation to have. But but you've got people in the media that have never played for their mortgage, mm-hmm. and they're saying this person needs to speed up. Right. It's bad for the game. That person's not playing to grow the game or bring people to the game. Right. That there's time for that later on in the career. Sure. It's a competition, and it's right. a fierce competition. It's about winning. Because one, because he's gonna go home or he's gonna go home with a million and a half dollars in his pocket. That's right. Now, if I'm playing for a million and a half dollars for me and my family, I'm not going to cheat, but I'm going to do what is allowed to me within the rules of golf. And I would try to say, let's look at baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let's say you got a pitcher who is bringing it, and, and he's mowing, mowing my guys down, and I'm a manager. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell the guy going in there, let's back out. Let's slow this guy down. Let's take him out of his rhythm. Right. And and that's all. That's that they don't they don't understand that because they've never played the game of the highest level. You're just trying to take somebody out of their rhythm. And if you can do that and it helps you be better, why wouldn't you? Right. And but, you're but, right. This right. happens in every other sport. I mean, yeah. I, you see it in basketball too. Yeah, you, you know, know when I mean, the game's moving really fast, and then suddenly they slow it they down. Slow it they down. slow that pace down. Change. It just changes. And sometimes it changes 
you know how they're playing they yep. might go man to man they might they might play zone it's going to change one person it's almost like the butterfly effect right mm. you know one person does something it's going to have a chain reaction and i can't agree with you more and i'm glad you're saying this because it makes so much sense that if you are working within the rules then hey and, and you can win but do it. You're, you're it's, there to it's, win. It's, it's, it's <laughs> you and I are competing. I want your best, and you want my best. Right within the rules. Exactly. And and there's nothing wrong with that. And people on the outside looking in that haven't been there that are saying otherwise, honestly, don't know what in the hell they're talking about. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of the media, I'm um, getting back to the golf channel. Do you miss it? I know that you mentioned one time that you didn't miss getting up early, but do you do you miss being on there regularly? Yeah, you know what? I I love TV. Um, I I I just like, um, and I've been fortunate in 22 years of broadcasting to work for. I think I've worked for every network that broadcast golf during that period, and uh, I've been fortunate to have every role um, that's available in golf from. Uh, being a reporter, to being a whole announcer, to being uh, the lead analyst, to being the host, to do everything you can do in the studio, tape shows, instruction shows, live, pregame, postgame, uh, nightly news shows, all of that. So it's been an amazing run in 22 years. And um, I'll, I'll just say it this way. I miss the TV part because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm a, I'm a broadcaster and I miss... Uh, being a broadcaster on a very regular basis, but I don't miss the business mm-hmm. behind being a broadcaster right. on a very regular basis. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can make what you want out yeah. of that. All right. Uh, so if you weren't a golfer, what other sport would you play? If you is, could is play under, is underwear sport? modeling a sport? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, technically, I am an underwear model for two under. Um, I, I that, that two, two under underwear, which is which is. Uh, is a very fine product. Uh, they, they uh, when they were first getting started, they asked me to help them a little bit, and I said, "Yeah, I'll spread the word." I said, "You know, just give me some, just give me some, uh, you know, some underwear, and and let me call myself an ambassador for you." So technically, that makes me an underwear model. So I've helped them, and that allows me to say I'm an underwear model. Now, if you had to pick uh, your favorite underwear design, would it be like uh, fishing rods and fish and flounder on it? Well, you know, I'm actually. I'm actually working with two under right now and developing the perfect big big guy underwear. And and so it's it's it, it's gonna be antimicrobial infused. It's it's an extruded fiber, so you know, you can't have fungal issues. Uh, it's good it's, in the south. Well yeah, and it's got a brown body and a yellow pouch, so you can't stain it in the front and you can't stain it in the back and you, you can't get any fungus. So it's it's a boxer brief. I think it's going to be a big seller. <laughs> well, listen, it's going to be every wife's <laughs> dreams when they clean those, right? <laughs> Won't see any of the stains. <laughs> That's right. All right, last question. Where do you envision golf to be in 25 years? You know, golf's been around a long time. Uh, and, and there's actually some debate. You try to find go, – go online, try and figure out when golf started. And, and – um, I think best I can tell, uh, it probably started with with uh, somewhere in Scotland. We got Scotland credit. Um, you know, shepherds knocking granite rocks into rabbit holes with shepherds crooks. Mm-hmm. And and although if you if you go and talk to to I, I believe um, the Swedes have they Swedes are crazy anyway. I love them. They're crazy. <laughs> they have some claim to some 
some game that was a precursor to even that. Oh, but, okay. but I'm going to give our, our Scottish friends credit. And by the way, the first golf play in the U.S. was right here in South Carolina. A lot of people don't realize that in, in Charleston. I'm working on a project right now to, to try to document that. But um, it's been around a long time. Um, there's a lot of chatter about golf being in trouble. Um, there's a lot of debate over mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. Golf's going to be fine. The game right. is going to be fine for a long time. I think sometimes the industry of golf pulls at the game of golf. And because of that, we might get to some places that maybe we shouldn't. But when when you look at it and you look at all the entertainment options that are available to people outside of their work or when they get into retirement, there's nothing like golf where you can take four people in general that want to spend time together, go to a beautiful place and spend hopefully no more than four and a half hours together (laughs) doing something that none of them are really good at, but they think they're a little better than they are. But, you know, there's there's always some debate, something going on. There's something interesting to do. But there's nothing else that four people can do in a beautiful place that they all enjoy being there more than golf. Mm -hmm. And and golf golf is going to have some ups and downs, and and all of us that love it are going to have a different point of view, and we're going to argue over it. And we might go one direction for a little while and another direction for a little while, and the industry might pull at us a little bit. But golf long-term, it's going to be real good for a long time. Yeah. I mean, golf is America's greatest pastime, Mm -hmm. I believe. Well, Charlie, it's been great having you on the show. And uh, I'm very grateful, and you're so humble, and I loved your I love your balanced approach uh, to golf, and we're so happy to have you here on the coast of South Carolina. So we're very lucky to have you, and just keep up the great work that you're doing for the game. You've done so much. Um, and folks, join us next week on the Gimme Golf Podcast. Uh, we're looking forward uh, to connecting with you folks, and you could subscribe to this podcast on multiple digital platforms. And if you have any questions, always feel free to reach out to us. We are here. Charlie, thanks again for coming on the show. Are you going to teach me how to catch a flounder sometime? <laughs> yes, I will. Uh, okay. It's, it's all hold. about knowing how to speed the boat up. you gotta, you got to be really, really quiet. And and there's the you, problem, the quiet. And try to get in a place where there's no other boats. Uh, and then you just, you just be patient. And then when you start to feel it, you bring it in, you speed the boat up a little bit, and you pull that sucker. Mm, well, I'm like <laughs> over three on that. <laughs> I can't get past quiet. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. All right, thanks.